Hello and welcome to this special podcast from Fields Church. We may have had to close the building, but that doesn't mean church stops. It's you who are the church, and we hope that this message inspires and encourages you. Well, good morning, Fields Church. It's great to be with you this Sunday morning. And I want to welcome all of our campuses online in different locations around Suffolk and beyond. I want to take this opportunity, as we're not meeting physically, to encourage you at this point of uncertainty to connect online with one of our life groups. As you know, we've taken the decision not to meet on Sundays as we're following these government guidelines. But we're not doing this out of fear, but out of a duty, out of a sense of duty of care for each other. And this will give us the opportunity to be the church in the marketplace to our friends and the communities that we live in, to shine our light where there seems to be darkness. Now Esther and I are praying, you stay in health. Remember to eat right, to exercise, to stay safe, get some fresh air, look after your family. You know, God's placed a message on my heart for you at this time. I'm going to read and uh, study. We're going to have a little study around Psalm 91. Uh, This is probably written by Moses on the day he completed the building of the tabernacle. Just want to remind you, have you got your Bibles with you? We spoke about habits some weeks ago. It's good to get your Bibles out when you hear a message and you can follow along. So um, I'm really excited about this message to share it with you and uh, to be with you today. I'm just going to pray. Father God, we thank you. Thank you for the church of the living God. It is not a building. It's outside of the building. It, It lives. You live within each one of us, each believer. And we are the church. And Father, uh, in this time of uh, self-isolation, of locking ourselves away, I pray that we wouldn't just do that, but we would go out into our world and be the hands and feet of Jesus, the smile of Jesus, the help of Jesus, going out helping people in our communities. So Father, we just commit this day to you, commit all of our church folks to you listening online and and in other uh, methods and on other platforms. Father, I just thank you that you are with them. You are the Prince of Peace and that peace but reign in their lives, Father, in Jesus' name. And if you love the Lord, you'll say, Amen. Uh, in Psalm 91, in my Bible, it says, Safety of abiding in the presence of God. It says here, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And that word dwell here means in the Hebrew to sit down. It talks about sort of almost relaxing, chilling out, chillaxing. It means remain, it means to set, continue, it means be still. We all need a secret place, this is a shelter, a place of safety we can run to. It talks of protection, especially in times of need. You know, in Hebrews 4.16 it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What is grace? It's the unmerited favour of God, but it's also God's enabling us to do what we can't do in our own natural strength. We can find mercy and find grace at His throne of grace to help in time of need. How many of you have great needs at the moment? Your family have great needs at the moment. Your loved ones have great needs at the moment. We all do. And this is where we need to find this resting place in God. God's throne is a throne of grace that we have access to 24-7. It says we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Psalm 91 verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. 
There are four titles of God in these first two verses. And I'm going to read from my, uh, my old Bible. It's actually falling apart. It's like the loose leaf edition. It's the Spirit Life Bible. And it says in here, um, it mentions the word Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Almighty means Shaddai. You know El Shaddai? That's where we get that from. All-powerful. When it appears as El Shaddai, it is God Almighty. This name occurs about 50 times in the Old Testament. It was a name by which God was known to the patriarchs. Some scholars trace its origin to the verb Shaddad, meaning mighty, unconquerable. Shaddad. He's a dad. And um, it means others relate to its origin to the Arcadian word for mountain, indicating God's greatness, strength or his everlasting nature. Another explanation is that Shaddai is a compound of the, of the particle Shay, which or who, and day sufficient. Shaddai or Shaddai is therefore the all-sufficient God, eternally capable of being all that his people need. All that his people need. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Thank you, Jesus. There's something powerful when we declare the names of God. Verse 2 again says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. We need to say who he is or declare who he is. He is my refuge. Make it personal. Speak this truth over your lives, over the lives of your family. In these dark times that we are in at the moment, the word refuge in that verse means a shelter from danger. Say of the Lord, speak it out. He is my refuge, a shelter from danger. My fortress, that's a good stronghold. It means a high tower, a castle, something that's fortified. You know, there's power in his name. How many of you believe this? Not many hands went up then. Look at this verse. Proverbs 18 verse 10 amplified says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and is safe and set on high far above evil. Who remembers that song? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. That's in your head now, isn't it? Hey, who remembers that song? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. He is a strong tower and we're meant to run into him. Run into him. Run to him right now at this time. You know, Psalm 91 goes on to say in verse 2, My God, in him I will trust. The Hebrew means, for the word trust, to trust in, to have confidence, to be confident, be bold, to be secure. When we trust in God, we can have confidence to be bold. And to be secure in him. He's our security. He's the one who makes us secure. Especially when we know his name. I'll place my confidence in him. Verse 3. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. And from the perilous pestilence. 
pestilence. There's a lot of negativity around this virus which can cause fear. Let's confess these verses over ourselves and over our families and friends. Surely that means he's going to. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, pest, the perilous pestilence. It says there in verse 4, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. But we've got to hide in him. We've got to rest in him. We've got to abide under his shadow. That means to stay, to live, uh, to dwell. It means to stay in that place and be secure in that place, running to him, abiding with him. Let's not just run into his presence and run out. Let's run into his presence and stay there. Amen. And his presence is fullness of joy. How many of you got joy at this time? Even though times are a bit tough and what we're facing is really daunting. Daunting. How many of you have got joy, true joy in your heart? I'm not just talking about happiness. That's something totally different. I buy something and it makes me happy. And then once I've worn it a few times, let's say it's an article of clothing, happiness disappears a bit. But joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's the joy that God has placed within our hearts. Amen? Can you say amen to that? Nudge your neighbor and say, have you got joy? Nudge your neighbor the other side and say, have you got joy? It says here in verse 5, you shall not be afraid. Again, we're talking about fear. There's a lot of fear in these times that we're living. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what's going to happen tomorrow. I see now that our schools are going to close. You know, some of the parents are a bit scared of what's going to happen with their kids. Um, who's going to look after their kids if they've got to work? There's all these things. Uh, shall I lo- will I lose my job? There's a lot of fear around this. Am I going to lose my, uh, my income? Some people are, are fearful about that. We really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. How many of us have have trouble at night, maybe trouble sleeping? Confess this verse over yourself and your family. Proverbs 3.24 When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. In Psalm 127 verse 2, it says, For he gives his beloved, you are his beloved. Say that. I am his beloved. He loves me. It says, For he gives his beloved sleep. That means when we rest at night, when we lay our head down to sleep, let's not fear or worry. Let's have the word of God. Let that be the last thing on our minds when we lay our head on our pillow, the word of God. Pray. If you're on your own, just pray to the Lord and ask you to ask him to give you sweet sleep. If you're with a, your wife, uh, pray for them that you'll have sweet sleep. When you pray for your children, when you read them a bedtime story and they're, and they're a bit worried and concerned about these things, pray over them that they'll have a, a, a sweet night's sleep. You know, it's when we wake up in the night, our thoughts can wander and we can worry, worry and meditate on the problem. Let's not rent any space out in our mind to the devil. Let's not give him any opportunity to mess with our mind and our thinking. So the Bible talks about, I'm going to meditate 
meditation is not you know sitting there with your you know feet crossed going um meditation on the word of god is is digesting it is reading it and taking it into our spirit let it drop from your head to your heart you know 12 inches from your head to your heart let it go into your heart and meditate on that ponder on that the bible says we need to think on whatever is good pure and lovely think on these things amen amen what does philippians 4 say be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let's not we don't thank uh, uh, god for the, the problems that we have but we can be thankful that we can get through these problems because god is with us with thanksgiving make your request known to god and the peace of God that surpasses understanding will guard your heart and your mind. We need to guard our minds, put a guard at our minds. That's why we have the helmet of salvation. So that we can guard our mind, guard our thinking from the enemy's lies, putting thoughts into our head. Especially when we wake up at night and we start thinking about this virus. Will I get it? Won't I get it? Oh, I've got a tickle in my throat. Well, I've got a bit of a headache. Well, go and have a rest. Take a gospel. In fact, take two gospels and meditate on those gospels. Take them into your heart. Amen. Just like Moses went up the mountain. What did he come down? He came down the mountain with two tablets. There we go. So iPads, tablets, there you go. They're of God. God thought about that way back then when he gave Moses the law. It says in verse 7 of Psalm 91, A thousand may fall at your side. And 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Let's confess. Let's confess that this virus will not come near us. It will not come near our dwelling. A thousand, confess that a thousand may fall at my right hand. 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. It shall not come near me. Place a hedge of protection of prayer around your property, around your children, around yourselves, around your wives, around your loved ones. Verse 8 says, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, the Most High God, your dwelling place. Verse 10, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. You know, we're not denying the existence of this virus, but we don't have to give it power over us by getting into fear, by thinking about it all the time. That's all we hear. It's good to be informed. I turn the news on every day and I, and, and I listen to the news just to get an update of what's going on in our nation. We need to be informed, but let's not give this virus any power over us by getting into fear, thinking about this thing all the time. Amen. Let's confess God's word. If you're with someone, um, if, you, if you're locked up a little bit, you know, do a Bible study. Pray with your wife, your husband, your friends. Get together with friends online. We want to encourage every person in our church to find a life group. If you're not in a life group, we can connect you with one of our life groups. And what we've been doing over the last couple of nights is connecting via something called Zoom. It's a platform uh, where we can have conference calling and we've run our life groups, listened to a message and then discussed it afterwards and then prayed for one another afterwards. It's been amazing. 
I know we can't meet physically, but this is one way of meeting. In the New Testament, it says they went from house to house, breaking bread. They, they, they learned the word of God and prayed together and fellowship together and broke bread together. Now, I know we can't do that physically, but we can do it on one of these social media platforms. This is where the social media is a good thing. Where there's not doom and gloom. Who remembers that guy in uh, Dad's Army, the Scots guy? Uh, we don't want a prophet of doom like that. We're all doomed. We don't want any prophets of doom like that. So let's not think about doom and gloom. Let's get into a life group, get attached to a life group so that we can uh, come with other believers online and encourage one another, especially when we can't meet at this particular time. And we're going to give you details of that over the coming days and weeks um, as, as for as long as this might go on. We don't know how long this will go on. We have no idea. But you know, God is with us. We have to believe that he's for us he's not against us you know verse 11 says of psalm 91 for he that's god shall give his angels how many of you know you've got guardian angels someone said we've got a garden angel some people think we've got two guardian angels they're nine to eleven foot tall he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone you know, when we lived in South Africa, uh, we heard stories uh, from friends about being held up at gunpoint in the middle of the day in a normal suburb like Kesgrave. <coughs> some friends of ours in the church, um, we were pastors of an area and some people in our area. One guy worked for the electricity department and he and a couple of guys were out fixing some electricity poles, uh, some electricity that had broken down, and they got held up at gunpoint in the middle of the day. They were told to lay on the ground, and they didn't know whether they were going to be killed or not. They were robbed, and um, those guys, praise God, left them. They didn't kill them or shoot them or harm them in any way. But um, things like that can instill fear in you. And as a pastor, as pastors in our church... We had to go out at night and not be fearful of the threat. So I'd confess this verse over myself and my family all of the time. That God gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways, to protect us from harm. So we would go out, even in difficult situations, in suburbs that were a little challenging. If you'd never lived in South Africa, you wouldn't understand. But for those who've lived there, they live with this constant threat of fear of um, these things happening to us yeah so um, on that note I want to read verse 13 it says there you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot you know there's a verse like this in the New Testament that relates to our spiritual enemies in Luke 10 19 the Amplified says this listen carefully so we've got to, you know, incline our ear, listen carefully. This is Jesus speaking. I have given you authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over some of the power of the enemy. Do you think that's what our Bibles say? It says, no, that God has given us authority over all the power of the enemy, that's Satan, and nothing will in any way harm you. You know, the devil has power, 
but he doesn't have authority because Jesus has given you all authority over all the power of the enemy. So you can tell him to leave and go when he wants to try and confuse you or, or put fear upon you. In uh, Psalm 91 verse 14, it says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. You know, the names of God are very, very powerful. We know his name. Let's say this together. There's power in the name of Jesus. The name that is above every other name. Do you believe that? Say this together. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. If God is for me, who can be against me? You know, family, God is for us. He loves us and he's for us and wants to take care of us, but we've got to trust him. In Psalm 91 verse 15, it says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. You know, when we pray, God listens, God hears. There's a verse that says that our prayers ascend before the throne of grace, like incense rising. And that incense is like pleasing to our God. You know, the last part of the verse says, I will be with him in trouble. It doesn't say that God will take the trouble out of life. We will have trouble in this life. How many of you learned that? How many of you know that? Some people are going through really difficult, terrible times at the moment. But God says, I'm going to be with you. I'll be with you in trouble. Tell your neighbor that God is with you. I'll read that again. The rest of that verse, verse 15. I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You know, I pray that prayer often over myself and over my, my wife and my family. That with a long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You know, the promises of God are yes and amen. There's some amazing promises in these few verses that we've read. And uh, right now, in closing, with all this uncertainty and confusion that's going on, uh, I'm going to say that you need to look after yourself and your family. But I'm going to add this as well. Let's help others inside the church and outside the church. And see this as an amazing opportunity to show random acts of kindness to your neighbours, to your friends. See if they need help with shopping. Maybe cut their grass. Uh, taking people to appointments that maybe might not have a car and can't get to hospital or to the doctors. You know, there's lots of darkness in the moment, in this world at the moment. But let's be the light in that darkness, the light in the darkness, and stand together and pray together and be there for one another. I'd encourage you each Sunday, we're going to bring a message every Sunday to tune in. We're going to try and get it uploaded on our website and maybe on other platforms as well, just to encourage you through these times. And, you know, it's really strange for Esther and I. Sunday uh, um, is approaching, uh, pre-recording this, so Sunday is approaching. And it's really strange thinking that we're not going to go to church probably for the first time in 38 years of being a Christian and 27, 28 years of being a full-time minister. To miss church like this is really strange for us. And I know it's strange for you. But we want to say to you that Esther and I love you. We care for you. You know, um, not everybody um, is called to shepherd you as such, but we can all care. We can all care for one another. 
and as the good shepherd to the under shepherd, the under shepherd to the good shepherd rather. We want to say that we love you. If you need anything, we're here for you. You've got my phone number. I'm going to give it to you right now. 0787650775. If you're scared, you're fearful, you need prayer, you call us anytime. Anytime. We want to be here for you. And uh, we just want to say again that we love you and we can't wait to see you soon. You take care and God bless. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums. It's going to be a special day for you. Hope you spend time with family and friends and make it a memorable day. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this special podcast. If you'd like to know more about God's love for you, have prayer requests, or just want to know more about Fields Church, please check out www.fieldschurch.uk or email us via hello at fieldschurch.uk and we'll get back to you. God bless.